Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 this is the fearless agent podcast where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host the fearless agent himself bob leffler and good day to you this is bob here at the fearless agent podcast for real estate sales professionals just like you where we explain that everything Every single thing you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. And I am joined today by a celebrity guest host, Tiffany Berwind. How are you, Tiffany? I'm doing well. Thank you. she brought her puppy, Brenda Lee (laughs) McScruffin, Barbara Barbara Lee, Barbara Lee McScruffin, uh, and they live in my neighborhood, don't you? We sure do. So our, do- our dogs can poop in the same uh, green belt, as we exactly. like to call it here in Arizona. So uh, now Tiff- Tiffany B. and uh, Barbara Lee. Uh, Tiffany is a sales expert, not in the real estate industry, but in the medical sales Medical industry. sales industry. And she and I uh, have a common love for the spin selling uh, way we do business. So we're going to talk about that. So uh, and before I get into that, are you are you familiar with Mark Twain? Tiffany? I sure am. Now, Mark Twain, did you know that's not his real name? I did. He was a riverboat captain and is and Mark Twain is like a thing they would yell out to keep from it's like how they measured stuff or something like that. So uh, Mark Twain is what they call a nom de plume. Do you know what that means in French? Fake name. That's what they call it, the plume, yeah. So he wrote under the name Mark Twain. So he was this riverboat captain, and they would, uh, you know, they made these riverboats. They made tons of money going up and down the Mississippi River hauling goods and services. And then one day the railroad wanted to build a bridge across the Mississippi River from Rock Island, uh, from Davenport, Iowa, to Rock Island, Illinois. And that, of course, was going to cut into the profits of the riverboat companies who were like raking in the dough pretty much. So they had this big lawsuit. And this is one of the most famous lawsuits in uh, transportation law history. Even today they quote it. So they uh, have this big court case. And then the, the, uh, uh, there was a, the lawyer for the riverboat. His name was Judge Weed. So he goes into the courtroom and he gives this unbelievable two-hour-long knock-em-dead. You know, he's sweating and everybody's in the courtroom blown away by his oration and then uh, he sits down and then everybody looks over at the you know sad little country lawyer for the railroads and they go oh man this guy's dead (laughs) so then the the lawyer for the railroad gets up and he says wow he goes that was the most unbelievable oration i've ever heard in my life and uh all it did was to serve to obscure the one question that you all have to ask yourself and that is, does a man have more of a right to go up and down a river than to cross it? And then he sits down, and in no time, the judge rules in favor of the country lawyer Abraham Lincoln and the railroads. 
And that's how Abraham Lincoln got to be famous. So then Judge Weed, he goes up to Lincoln and he goes, what the heck? He goes, Abe, dude, you're killing me. I'm knocking him dead for two hours. And then you just asked your one little magic question and you slayed me. And Abe goes, eh, you know, you win some, you lose some. That's how it goes. So that is the essence of sales as you have this elaborate setup that leads to one magic question that has no wrong answer and you already know the, the answer. So we're going to talk about uh, a little bit about the book Spin Selling today that both Tiffany and I are fans of. But in the, um, the book is ba- – and I recommend – it is the best book ever written on sales. There will never be a better book. And it's uh, based on a study of 11 years where they study 35,000 – or they observe 35,000 different uh, sales presentations. So originally this, as you know, this Fortune 500 company hires the Huthwaite company and they say, hey, we want to figure out what our great salespeople are doing great and what the bad ones are doing bad and then we'll teach the bad ones to do what the good ones are doing. And uh, so the the Huthwaite company comes – research firm comes up with their results. They present it to the Fortune 500 company and the Fortune 500 company says, oh, we know that's wrong, so they fire Huthwaite. So then Huthwaite says, okay, well, we don't know anything about sales. We're in a research business. Let's try it with another company and they try it with another company and another one. And then over an 11-year period, they analyzed 35 sales presentations, and the results never change. So they needed a common language um, for the, all these companies that had different products and services. So if you, if you listening uh, at home can take notes, if you draw four boxes uh, left to right. So they came up with that every sales uh, situation has these four things. So the first one is preliminaries. Uh, we would call that rapport building. Then there's qualifying, so we would call that asking questions. Then there's the product demo, and for those of us in real estate, we might call that the listing presentation or the buyer presentation or the investor presentation. And then uh, finally is closing, and I would include in that objection handling. So if if, you know, Tiffany and I have been to sales seminars and all kinds of yeah. stuff like that. But if you had every sales manager in indi- any industry in one room and you said, hey, if you could spend all your time and all your resources and all your energy on getting your salespeople to be better at just one of those four things, they would all agree it would be closing, okay, and objection handling. But the survey found out that one of the other ones is the real secret and, uh, you know, when I'm doing a training session, I always ask the, the um, students, which is the one that's more important? And they always pick rapport building, the preliminaries. But it turns out it's the questions. And you were telling me a little story about how you had uh, – it involved flip charts. And yep. tell, me, tell me that story. Yeah, so um, – While I drink coffee. The sales training program that we do is very similar – my company is very similar to spin selling. And a big component of it is the questioning piece. And the questioning portion of our training is actually my favorite section because like Bob said, um, you know, it's, it's so incredibly important to um, getting the customer to move forward and really start buying into – what it is you have to offer. You know, asking the right questions can give you the information that you need to move forward with the sale. So um, one of the activities that I do with my sales team 
is I put four flip charts up around the room when we're in the training session and I break the room up into four groups and have them go up to the flip charts and as a team, they collectively write down their top between five and ten questions that they ask their customers. And their and I, customers are doctors. Correct. Right, doctors so offices. for the most part, our yes, our customers are physicians' offices. And um, some of my reps have been through the training multiple times, so they'll get a little um, – I can see their egos a little inflated and they're walking up to the flip chart thinking that they've got this. Um, like I know she's going to try to trick us. So the thing is um, there's there's all questions – all questions are necessary, but we have identified with the training that I do, um, we have a model where it starts with customer objective or customer needs-based questions. And in a perfect world, you would start the conversation out with these customer-focused questions. Then you would move down to – so an example of that would be what is the most important thing to you um, when you're talking about in real estate – Mm-hmm. When looking to purchase a home, what's the most important thing to you? Um, now, my reps usually will say, what's the most important thing to you when choosing a specialty pharmacy, since that's what business I work in? And I'm a guy, so four-car garage is <laughs> the most important thing to me. I don't care if it has a kitchen, just a refrigerator in the four-car garage. Right. And for me, it would be an island. Open yeah. concept kitchen, right? Right. Have an island. <laughs> course. <laughs> but it gives you the information you need to get started. Um, then you would move down. We move down into what's called current situation and level of satisfaction questions. So those would be, you know, what are you currently doing or what are you currently um, – what does your current living situation look like? Mm-hmm. If you could change anything about it, you know, how satisfied are you with that? What would you change if you could change anything? What do you like about it? Now, so, Tiffany is swerving into the scam, I mean the strategy that is <laughs> spin selling. So the whole idea of it, for example, of the fearless agent listing presentation, you get the seller selling you on why they should not use your competitor. And then you get the seller to sell you on why they should use you. And when you have the seller selling you on you, you've arrived. Right. So at the end of the fearless agent um, pricing presentation, every seller says, why don't we just underprice our home right off the bat? Now, no non-fearless agent has ever heard that from a seller, but that happens every time to us. So I'm just going to kind of demonstrate it with you. You are a homeowner, and I know that because you live in my neighborhood. <laughs> and uh, by the way, the cutest puppy ever, what, what brand <laughs> of puppy is that? She is a Cavapoo. A Cavapoo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and I noticed there is a little poo on the carpet, so no, we no. proved it. No, that's not true. Ramon is in the booth, going, "What in the world?" No, not true. Not true. Okay, that was a lie. <laughs> uh, Bob's in sales; he lies. Okay, so uh, the first question that I, when I come over to your house and we're thinking and you're thinking about moving is, I would say, you know, where are you moving to? And basically, we have four questions. So for those of you scoring at home, you might want to write these down. So the first one is, "Where are you moving to?" The second one is when. The third one is uh, uh, what are you looking for in a realtor? And then the fourth one is what would it take to get you to list your house with me tonight? So that's the essence of it. That's the framework, the basic version. Uh, We, of course, you know, I forgot to start my timer. We have a timer here. Did you ever see this? Yeah, look at this. I pushed the little start button. They got a mouse. I forgot to do it. We're way behind. <laughs> nothing to worry. Nothing to see here, folks. I'm a trained professional. But um, so 
where are you moving to could be 10 questions. So if I said, Tiffany, where are you moving to? What might you say? Uh, I might say we are looking for – we were moving to North Scottsdale. Okay. And to get away from Bob. That's the, the – get away from his, <laughs> his family. So um, now would you be renting or would you be buying? Buying. All right. Now when you buy, is it uh, likely that it would be a bigger house than the one you're in now or a smaller house than the one you're in now? Um, based on our kids' age, we would probably go – be at this time in our life going bigger. I think you're going to want to be farther away from the kids as they get older and stinkier, right? These kids, <laughs> right. I've met these kids, by the way. They're nothing but trouble. It's Jeansy <laughs> and Jackson Berwin. Okay, nothing but trouble. A little shout out to them. Say hi to your kids. Go ahead. Hi, guys. Because I'm sure they're listening. Like, who wouldn't be? If they should you were, be in school. If you're in school, you'd be listening to this. That's probably what they play is the Fearless Agent podcast in their classroom. Right. But um, so... Would the house, do you think, be more expensive, you know, considering it's bigger? Do you think it would be more expensive or less expensive? Probably it would have to be more. Ding, ding, ding. I just found the money problem. Don't tell her, but I just found the money problem. Okay. So with that in mind, if I had an amazing strategy, and I do, and no other agent has it, and you know they don't, and it would 1,000% guarantee you that the buyer would grossly overpay for your house, and they'd be very happy they did, and you would end up with tens of thousands of extra dollars, more than your house is worth. You know, it's not money that you deserve. It's extra money. And, uh, and I'm talking net after all the expenses are paid. Would that help your cause, or are you allergic to money? No, that would help. So you are not allergic to money? Nope. Okay, so what you would... Is it fair to say what you would want to avoid is what all the other agents do? And you already know what they do. They always care about you being realistic on your price. And right. they care about the buyer. And they want the buyer to get a good deal. And that's the kind of baloney that causes you to lose tens of thousands of dollars, just like all your neighbors did, I happen to know, when they sold their houses. they sold, And I live in the same neighborhood, so I know this. But they sold their houses way too cheap. And um, so that's what you want to avoid. Right. So, again, if I'm able to get you tens of thousands of extra dollars more than your house is worth, you're not going to be offended. Is that fair to say? That is very fair. Okay. So when is the soonest you would be opening up your hand and allowing me to plunk the tens of thousands of extra dollars into it? And that would coincide with moving day, probably. Oh, I mean, I would be willing to start that process right away. Okay. But, I mean, realistically, you, 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 you're not going to be moving out tomorrow, so. No, it would probably be at least a month. Okay. So in one month from today, you can imagine all your stuff, you, your kids, the new hound here, out, living in a new place. Yeah, we're pretty fast. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> so, um, so let's say we were to join forces, okay? Um, what would you want to have as the number one guaranteed result from our business relationship? What would you want that to be? I would want to make sure that we got what the right value for our home that we're selling and that we got a fair deal on our new home. Okay. Fair price. What else? Um, help me find buyers. Qualified buyers for our current home. Okay. 
and be nice if you knew some had some inside intel about the neighborhoods in North Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. So uh, they won't let me in, so they must be nice. Yeah, they keep <laughs> people like me out. Now, the uh, uh, so most sellers tell me what they're looking for is an agent who can demonstrate right up front exactly how they can get their house sold for top dollar so that you end up with more money bottom line than you could get any other way. Would you say that's true for you? Yes, that's helpful. So um, now I had already shown her this expired list, list of expired listings. And we mentioned that those people had a couple of things in common. One of them was they were unable to go through with their plans. They chose to do business with an agent that allowed them to fail. And um, and in my opinion, those agents and those sellers never should have agreed to join forces in the first place. But they all had a third thing in common. And the third thing was, before their house left the market unsold, it occurred to them, hey, we've got the wrong agent. This agent is not getting the job done. So hypothetically, and I hope this doesn't happen, let's say, let's say you decided not to join forces with me and Fearless Agent Realty and you went with uh, Red Rug Realty or, you know, Brand X Realty, and what happened to these folks on the expired list happened to you, and you realized, oh, my gosh, I've got the wrong agent. Uh, what, what do you think the agent would be doing incorrectly or doing wrong that would make you know for a fact you've got the wrong agent? What would be happening or not happening? Probably there wouldn't be any showings. Okay, I'm writing that down. Um you know, probably I would imagine I had the wrong agent if I wasn't getting any feedback on things that we could be doing differently to increase foot traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe changes we could make to the house as far as staging to make it look more appealing to okay. potential buyers. Um, if I wasn't getting any feedback at all from my listing agent, I would feel, you know, my house is sitting on the market. There's no activity, no no interested buyers and I'm not getting any type of feedback from my real estate agent. So if it was pretty radio silent, I would think this is the wrong person. Okay. So if we were to join forces, then one of my jobs would be to make absolutely certain you don't have uh, me listing your house and then all of a sudden I'm in the witness protection program, right? Right. Uh, That you don't have no people coming, no offers, no traffic. Uh, So that would be one of my jobs, right? So now the flip side is, imagine one year from tonight, you're in your new house in North Scottsdale, very swanky, you've got new car smell, (laughs) and you're looking back on tonight, and you're saying, oh my gosh, the best decision we ever made was listing our house with Bob and Fearless Agent Realty. So what did I do to get you that happy? Full ask. Mm-hmm. Probably sell. You know, if we were looking to, I'm thinking back because we actually just purchased our house a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And the reason I said a month is because we sold our house and we're into our new house within a month. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, that experience was a good one because we were able to get um, full ask on our house. It happened in a pretty timely manner. Mm-hmm. And then, our real estate agent had helped us find our new home. 
okay. all while that process was happening. So I think like looking back on it, if we're sitting in our new house, I would know it was a successful relationship if those things happened. Okay. So um, I haven't shown you how I do business yet, and I'm going to in a little bit, but I'm just curious. Uh, when I'm all done and you're 100% convinced that by doing business with me, your house would sell for absolute top dollar. In fact, the buyer would grossly overpay. You would end up with tens of thousands of dollars net after all the expenses were paid, more than you could get any other way with any other agent. And none of that bad stuff you said you wanted to avoid would happen. Would there be anything keeping you from listing your house with me tonight? No. Okay. So, well, let's go take a look at your house. So then we would go and, and take, a, take a look at her house. Now, Every fearless agent goes through the four questions, and we did a very abbreviated version of it right there. But, um, you know, if, and by the way, if any of this makes sense to you and you're earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you are open to the idea of having some help with that, if you'd ever like to learn more, you can always call me directly at my cell phone number. This is 480-385-8810. And let's just see if you and what you're trying to do in your real estate career and what we do at Fearless Agent, if it might be a good fit. I love talking to realtors, so I don't want you to ever think you're bothering me. So don't email me. Don't text me. Always call me at 480-385-8810. If you can't afford coaching but you wish you could, uh, please go to fearlessagent.com. Watch our free webinar. It's 45 minutes. Take lots of notes. Go to our video training page. And my guarantee to you is those free videos will be better coaching for free than you would pay any other coach in America any amount of money for. And if you ever have a question, again, you can always call me because we want to help you. Um, And Tiffany, you've seen the videos, haven't you? I have. Okay, so it didn't kill you. No, I like them. I like them. (laughs) All right. So so if you go through our listing process, we have a 10-step process. So we have a little introduction that gets their head right, lets them know what's at stake. And I know you have something similar to that in, in your field. Then we're going to go through a little outline of, of uh, you know, what makes them feel comfortable. And then we ask those four questions. And again, the first question is, where are you moving to, which could be 10 or 15 questions, depending on their situation. Because some people are not living in the house they're selling because it's a rental or it's a vacation home. Or uh, maybe they inherited it from somebody who passed away, um, so they're not moving. But their money is moving. Uh, some people are going to an old folks' home. Some people are, you know, relocating with their company out of state. Some people are moving locally. Some people are upsizing, downsizing. So the question is, you have to customize that. But they have to be a hundred percent sold on you at the end of the questions and in, in your little flip chart. Uh, uh, thing that you did, the, all the people say, oh my gosh, this questions thing is where the money is. Right. It really is the whole enchilada, as we like to say in Arizona. <laughs> and then we, ta- then we take the tour of the property. So any, any coaches that are telling you tour the property first, that is way, way off track. That, that causes all kinds of bad things to happen. Then you sit down, you do the, list, the fearless agent listing presentation, then they make a decision about whether you're the right agent for them or not. And only if you are, would you ever talk price. 
And uh, more important than the price is a pricing strategy to make sure you're not leaving any money behind that they should be taking with them. And then you ask a closing question, then you get the signature, and then you get out. So if you just follow that 10-step process, um, that tends to make everything go much better. So um, give me any, any other examples that you can think of about how important the questions are that you've noticed. While well, the yeah. So on your lap. one of our uh, so one of like one of the key takeaways when I do that flip chart exercise is that the reps every time I do it, the majority of their questions that they list are current situation or level of satisfaction questions. And while those, like I was saying at the beginning, you know, they they definitely have their place. They're important. We need to know what's what's going on and um, you know how that's working and what they're looking for, um, but. If you can get in the habit, and this is what I tell my reps all the time, of spending more time at the beginning of the conversation asking those customer-focused questions, you know, what's most important to you? I heard Bob say, what are you looking for from your agent? Um, that's what – those are the questions that make the customer feel that, you know, you're not just another sales rep or you're not just another real estate agent. You truly do care and value what's important to them. And it sets the stage for more of that partnership. So, um, you know, like I said, the majority of my reps, even if they've been through training, their questions are not customer focused. They're completely focused on um, what are you doing and how is it working? And um, so the thing I like to to remind them when we go through and we look at all of the the flip charts and we add all the questions up and we see that, you know, maybe in the whole in the room of 50 questions, um, we might have three that are customer-focused, and that's usually the average, and the rest are not customer-focused at all. And so I like to close that little um, activity out by saying if you all who have been through this training sometimes more than once and you know the importance of customer-focused questions are not asking them, chances are your competitors are not asking them either. Um, So that's where I love the questioning Um, piece of sales so much because I feel like it's a really easy way to differentiate yourself um, in in setting the stage kind of to be that partner with your customer, that collaborative, consultative relationship. Now, I've noticed something. I'll bet you've noticed that. uh, I'll ask realtors, why did you get into real estate? They go, I'm a people person, right? Now, Five years later, they want to never see another human being or look at a house again as they long as they live, right? But they, you know, I'm a people person. I care about people. I want to help people. And that's all true until they book the listing appointment. Then it's, I hope I get the commission. I hope I get the listing. And my advice to all of realtors is if you, if you care about the customer and you care about their money um, – you'll always get the listing. If you care about getting the listing, pretty good chance you're not going to get the listing because you're caring about the wrong thing. So there's an old saying that I think you've heard in sales that people don't care about what you care about till you care about what they care about. Right. And caring about what they care about is what caring about is all about. Am I right? I like did it. Did you write that down? I like Ramon? it a lot. I think he did. Yeah, he's got it. He's got <laughs> it. So uh, first of all, thanks for bringing the puppy. Jeez. I mean, this is the official, you know, Barbara Lee, McScruffin is the official mascot of the like Fearless it. Agent podcast from now on. So that's what we're doing. So um, 
Once again, we want to thank all of you for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can call me directly at 480-385-8810. By the way, would you want people to contact you if they had a question about what you do? Oh, yeah. That What's works. your phone number? Go ahead and say So my phone number is 480-486-4288. And, and it's Tiffany Berwind. Berwind. The lovely Tiffany Berwind and Barbara Lee here to help you with your what do you what do you call what you do who's who would be your customer my customer well you know you train you train the people what are the, what do we call them sales reps yeah so my for, uh, my customer now that I'm not officially working out in the field anymore and I'm a sales trainer is the physician sales rep yeah you're going to be out but in the yard a sales person is a sales person going to be out in the yard picking up poop that's right that's what's in your future <laughs> that's right. that's and my I'll new be job. doing that you know I have a <laughs> desert landscape yard so I actually have to put on a rubber glove and pick up poop and put it in a in a cup. It's just – I have a glamorous lifestyle, folks. That's all I want to say for my Cairn Terrier, Sandy Lee McAllister. And you've babysat Sandy Lee, so you, you love Sandy Lee. We love her. So once again, thanks all of you for joining us. And you can visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can always call me directly at 480-385-8810. Please do give us a review, five stars only on – iTunes for our podcast. You can visit us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. You can see us at Starbucks down where the Burger King used to be. Oh, yes. Uh, the dry cleaners. We're, we're, Tiffany and I are all over the neighborhood. And until next week, always, no matter what, if you're a fearless agent, you always have fun. More importantly, when you learn all these great sales skills, be humble, right? Oh, yeah. Because we can do magic tricks that nobody else can do. But most of all, be fearless. Thanks, gang. Thanks, gang.